couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPlacido, and the Celtics get embarrassed. 130-111 to the Washington Wizards. This game was it was just ugly, start to finish. Uh, looked like the Celtics might have made a couple of runs uh, at various points in this game, but they just couldn't pull it off. Uh, this was embarrassing enough to the point that Joe emptied the bench with nine and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter and went all bench guys. Tough, tough look. Uh, Going to follow today's podcast, same as usual. Run through some of the highs, some of the lows. Uh, talk about where things stand in the Eastern Conference as we're nearing the end of the regular season here. Uh, to get things started, I uh, want to give player of the game to Jason Tatum. This is He's been struggling. Uh, this was a pretty good game. I thought shot selection was better. Uh, end of the night, 28 points, nine rebounds, five assists, had a block, did have three turnovers in this one. So be it. So did you know Jalen Brown had four. Again, we'll talk about all of that and the negatives. Uh, but overall, it's a pretty solid game from Tatum. Again, I thought the shot selection was better. Uh, he was very aggressive getting downhill at times, and that's where the majority – of his buckets came from total for the game, 11 of 19 from the field, two of seven from three, do the math there. That is nine for 12, anything inside the arc. So again, when they're aggressive and getting to the rim, they're hitting their buckets. Same thing that we've talked about with Jalen Brown. This is another, you know, solid game from him inside the arc as well. Uh, end of the game, Jalen Brown, nine of 19 from the field, Oh, for four from three, so again, nine for 15, both of these good numbers, right? They just didn't do enough of it. This was a game. The Celtics created a lot of really good open looks. And a lot of people are going to look at that number. Ah, see, I'm getting ahead of myself here. I'm already talking about the negatives here. Listen, there aren't a lot of positives to take from this game. Uh, I will give the bench guys a lot of credit. Uh, when Joe Missoula pulled the starters, the bench guys made a run. They brought the lead. They brought the deficit from 23 all the way down to 12, made it look interesting for a little bit, but the Wizards just pulled away. Porzingis was unbelievable in this one. Uh, I will give Malcolm Brogdon some credit. Thought he played really well. He got downhill a lot in this one. Marcus Smart was the only Celtics player that shot fairly well. From three, he was four of seven from three. He was the best three-point shooter we had on this team. Embarrassing to say. However, Marcus Smart overall in this one was good. 14 points, five assists, super efficient from the field. Five of eight from the field, four of seven from three. Again, not what you're expecting from him. Not what you're asking of him. Uh, but he went out and did the damn thing. The guys were moving the ball really well. Like, they created a ton of open shots. And you can say that in the positive section here, right? They moved the ball really well. 29 assists on 45 makes. This game wasn't an issue from the offense. It was because of the defense. There was an absolute nightmare. Uh, but we'll talk about that. But honestly, offensively, as, as well as the ball is moving, we just weren't hitting shots. And that's what it boils down to on the offensive side of things. 
11 of 44 from three. Again, I like a lot of the looks. There have been games where the Celtics just take three after three. A lot of them are step backs. A lot of them are pull up threes. Don't like those shots, right? Tonight really wasn't that case. A lot of these shots wide open. Al Horford, one for seven tonight. Every single one of them wide open. Derek White, one for three. All of them wide open. Jason Tatum only took one, two, one or two, maybe step back threes. I think Jalen Brown won. Most of them wide open, right? They created good looks. They just weren't hitting them. And that's the way of life, right? People want to complain about live and die by the three. You'll have one occasional game where you truly are getting good looks. There's a difference between living and dying by the three. And I've talked about it on this podcast. You can take a ton of threes or you can create a bunch of threes. And tonight they created a bunch of threes. They created a bunch of really good shots. The Celtics couldn't hit. And that's it. All right. That's where you have to wrap up the positive section. Again, I know that was super short. I'll give Peyton Pritchard some credit uh, before I dive into the negatives here. Because I thought he was good. He came in, sparked a, a good Celtics run towards the end there. Uh, nice little piece of energy. He was one of few guys. We've got Pritchard, Hauser, Muscala, and Cornette, those bench guys that didn't play the majority of the game, just came in those final nine minutes. They all had a plus plus three and the plus minus. You know, we outscored them 33-31 in that fourth quarter. It was just, you know, the first three quarters that were terrible. Uh, but I'm going to dive into all of it. Before we dive into all of the negatives here, I want to take a quick break for words from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Hopewell Hemp Farms. Hopewell Hemp Farms is your only source for the highest quality American-grown hemp products. If you're like me and love to be active, whether that's playing in an adult softball or basketball league, or your level of activity is limited to yard work, one thing is for certain. As you get older, joints start to hurt. Well, I turn to Hopewell Hemp Farms Body Butter to relax those joints and their amazing tinctures to help me fall asleep. Check them out at HopewellHempFarms.com today and stock your nightstand the only way I know how. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. PD Properties utilizes the most current marketing techniques and strive to put more money in your pocket. If you're looking to buy, call now and George will be with you every step of the way until you find a property you're able to call home. Serving the North Shore and beyond, call George Dimas with PD Properties today at 781-913-2290. That's 781-913-2290. Ready for the underdogs, the upsets, and the unbelievable action from DraftKings Sportsbook? The biggest tournament in college basketball is here. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on college hoops and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all customers can score a no-sweat bet during round one and two of the tournament. Go to the app, opt-in, and place a no-sweat bet this weekend. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. And to make this even sweeter, for all of you mass holes out there, DraftKings is officially live in Massachusetts. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code TBPN. 
New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly, win or lose. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so want to dive into some of the negatives here. And the number one thing you got to look at is the defense. There was a revolving door at the rim for the Wizards. The Celtics put absolutely zero pressure on anybody trying to get to the rim. I'll give Porzingis a ton of credit in this one. He was excellent. Start to finish. He had 10 points in the first four or five minutes of this game, and they were all easy buckets. Zero pressure on him whatsoever. He ended the night 20, 32 points, 12 rebounds, six assists on 14 of 21 from the field, right? Three of five from three. He was doing everything. And honestly, a ton of stuff at the rim. Had two offensive rebounds. The thing that, I don't know, confuses me about this game is watching it, the eye test. I thought Washington had 15 offensive rebounds. They ended the night with six, right? I don't know if it was just because they had good look after good look after good look. It just seemed like they should have had some offensive rebounds thrown in there that got them those looks. But there was just a wide open door wide open door policy that they could just do whatever they wanted all game long. And it was really frustrating to watch. Uh, Porzingis torched us. Abdia torched us. He had 25 and 10 in this game. So there's just a lot of guys that the Celtics should not be giving up all of these points to. And they did it. Monty Morris, 19 points. Kispert, 15 points. This is a game. They don't have Kyle Kuzma or Bradley Beal. And we lost by 19, right? We lost by 19. There was absolutely no pressure at the rim. And, you know, we put in Robert Williams. He played 15 minutes in this one. We went with double big lineup in spurts and it still didn't work. And there's a couple things that I was looking at and I was kind of frustrated watching. And part of it was how we handled Porzingis. Far off, far too often in this game, we had Al Horford starting out on Abdia and we would stick Marcus Smart, Derek White, Malcolm Brogdon at times on Porzingis. And he's a big dude, right? It's not that he's like physically intimidating, but he is tall and is going to shoot over anybody, right? But Porzingis also can back people down and he backed down guys like White, Smart, and Brogdon, giving himself a lot of shots closer to the rim. I would have I would have preferred and I don't understand why this was never a thought for anybody outside of me. I heard it a couple times on Twitter, but why aren't you putting Al Horford on Porzingis or Grant on Porzingis? Force him to get outside of the paint a little bit more, right? Create tougher shots. They didn't do it tonight. They did it in spurts, but the majority of the game, their game plan was to have a guard start on him. Whether that be because they were trying to search switches and get matched up with them after the fact is a different story. But why are you allowing guards that are you know giving up six inches on Porzingis plus probably more than six inches? Why are you giving him the opportunity to get down low with a guard on him? 
I understand Marcus Mart, defensive player of the year last year. Derek White, one of the best guards in the league at blocking shots. Great. Malcolm Brogdon, solid as a rock. However, why not try to make things a little bit harder for the guy? Put Al Horford on him. Put Grant on him. Get Robert Williams in there. Put him on him. It didn't happen a lot tonight. And it allowed Porzingis to take advantage. And I think that's where a lot of the defensive collapses kind of came from. You look at this game. like We gave up 21 points in the first, which was actually the best quarter that we had defensively, which is embarrassing to say. 35 points in the second, 35 points again in the third, and then 31 in the fourth. The defense was non-existent. Like, again, when you score 111 points, that's a decent score, right? That's a that's a game that you should win if you're the Boston Celtics. They threw up the defensive stats uh, in, I don't know, third quarter, second quarter of this game. In March, the Celtics had the number one defensive rating, the number one rebounding percentage, the number one offensive rebounding percentage. We were first in like five different defensive categories. and Tonight, we give up 130 to Washington. It just doesn't make sense. The Celtics are a better team than this. And honestly, after the last three games where we blew out teams, 20-plus points in every single one of those wins, I thought that the Celtics kind of moved past that play down to the whole competition thing. And tonight, it just it wasn't the case. Celtic starters came out flat. Jalen Brown came back down to earth a little bit after a scorching start uh, or scorching, you know, post all-star break. He looked, he looked human tonight. The only one that really came to play in the, as far as starters go, Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart, the rest of the guys subpar, you know, Malcolm Brogdon. I mean, you could do better. Derek White absolutely can do better. Al Horford in this one. I mean, again, I talked about it a little bit, but, one of seven from three. The guy airballed a wide open three in this one. Airballed. And Al Horford's leading the NBA in three point percentage. So this is just, it's a tough game. It's a tough game offensively. It's a tough game defensively. Uh, and after the way that the Celtics played the last three games, I just kind of thought the Celtics moved past it. You know, I thought trap games were behind us at this point especially with, you know, playoffs right around the corner. We've got seven games left after this. Uh, and, you know, we've got tomorrow off, but Thursday we've got the biggest battle of the year coming against Milwaukee. And at this point, you know, it's it's win or die for the Celtics as far as the number one seed goes. Right now we're two and a half games behind Milwaukee for the one seed. Honestly, even if we win that game, it's still going to be a battle to try and take that number one seed from them because we'll still be a game and a half behind them. And we'll only have six games to make that up. Is it impossible? No, right? I feel like I keep saying that. It's not impossible, but it's improbable. If we lose that game, one seed's out the window. I still think we're probably locked into the two seed at this point uh, because, again, we've got a two and a half game lead over Philly, and then we have the tiebreaker. Uh, so that really, again, is three and a half games. So at this point, it sounds like we're pretty much locked into two, unless the Celtics really collapse. Uh, 
which again, if we play like we did tonight, it's possible. I don't think that's going to be the case. Uh, but this game against Milwaukee is huge because if we play anywhere like we played today, we'll get run out of the building. Fortunately for the Celtics, Milwaukee plays tomorrow night against Detroit. So they will be on the second night of a back-to-back Detroit, not a very tough competitor, right? So I don't think that the Milwaukee Bucks will have to put a lot of their starters out in big minutes against them. They'll probably handle them pretty easily, keep their guys at decent minutes. They'll be rested, right? It's a must-win game. If you're looking for that one seed, it's a must-win game. Uh, That's where we're going to wrap things up. This is a short one. Short podcast, but honestly, it was an absolutely horrible game, so I'm surprised it even lasted this long. Uh, We will be back, though. If you haven't done so already, guys, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics Guy. Follow our Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die, and our YouTube page, Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. Have a great night, Celtics fans. We'll talk soon. Yeah, you couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics?